Happy Tuesday. Today is October 2nd. My name is Gabriel Piamonti, and you're listening to On the Trail. This is the podcast for the campaign to elect Gabriel Piamonti. I'm running for Alderman of the 5th Ward. And today we're going to talk about some of the things I heard over the weekend while I was collecting signatures to get my name on the ballot. And we're also going to continue our conversation about the grocery stores that are closed or closing in the Fifth Ward and about what we need to do for a complete food solution in our communities. So as I was circulating petitions this weekend in South Shore, which is where I concentrated my efforts, I talked to folks who were raising different concerns and and I feel like the story I'm going to tell you I I feel is representative of a number of stories I heard in terms of the outcome and the implications. I I walked down one particular sidewalk and knocked on some doors and talked to a couple who then pointed me back to that sidewalk to notice the condition it was in. And what they explained to me was that that sidewalk had been repaired not too long ago. And in the process of it being repaired, they had gone out and articulated a concern, and I got the impression that they weren't the only ones, but that this was something that was being discussed among the neighbors, that they didn't want discoloration in the sidewalk. So there is really, and and I understand exactly, when they said it to me, I understood exactly what they were talking about. There is really an entirely different effect that you get going down a street where you have uniform coloration on the sidewalk and where you get that kind of patchwork effect and long story short the exact concern they articulated came to pass when you go down the street you can see one square is one color another square is another color i know for a fact that matching coloration from one one kind of concrete to another kind of concrete is not it may not be easy but it is not an insuperable request. It is something that certainly anybody who has a basic working knowledge of how to pour concrete and mix it is able to accomplish. And certainly if you were to go down this street, you would see it's so dramatic, the difference, that it's certainly better could be done even by someone who is a novice. The problem here is twofold. One, obviously, the street now looks a little shabby as a result of this. You go down the street and it looks like it's not a street that's cared for. It's not a street that gets uh, the kind of attention that all of our streets deserve. And that's a problem. It can lead to other problems. It can lead to a sense that it's a street that, that can be neglected, and that's okay, where people can throw out trash, and that's okay. But the other side of this that's really at least equally important is that these residents articulated their concern and it was ignored. And I think that this is so important because it is sort of the nuts and bolts of the frustration I hear all the time when I'm talking to people about running for Fifth Ward Alderman is that people do not feel like they're heard. And if there's one lesson that has to come out of this campaign, it's that not listening to your your constituent not listening to your constituents is not okay and it is an absolute priority in my campaign and in my vision of being an alderman and that I'm committed to making sure that this sort of thing does not happen to the extent that it is that it is within 
This sort of thing does not happen to the extent that it is within the power of the alderman to mitigate. You can't always stop it, but you can certainly have, you can certainly send the word out. You can have the kind of reputation where people say, look, we got to do a really good job over here because this guy, he's going to raise all sorts of noise if we don't. And that's the kind of alderman that I fully prepare, am prepared. That's the kind of alderman that I am fully prepared to be. Now, yesterday I talked a little bit about the closure of Treasure Island, which is coming soon, and I also talked a little bit about the Shop and Save, which we're waiting on in South Shore, but that we don't have a lot of information about. Today I want to talk a little bit about the solutions that we really need put in place in response to this moment in time in the Fifth Ward in order to have this end up being a positive outcome instead of continuing to scramble and beg and take just whatever is thrown our way, which is how we've been handling retail strategy for a long time in the Fifth Ward, and it just doesn't make any sense. We have to address these grocery vacancies, but we have to do it systematically with an encompassing plan, not with an ad hoc plan that deals with one situation at a time. We need to think about how our stores relate to each other. So in this case, we have for five years been waiting on a store in South Shore. We're finally getting one through $10 million in subsidy to the company that's going to open up and that's also going to give them control over that entire mall. And then in in Hyde Park, we have the closure of Treasure Island, which apparently was sudden without any notice for the University of Chicago, which is the owner of that mall and obviously has a vested interest in general in what happens in the neighborhood. And in both cases, it seems like there's just minimal information coming from or going to the alderman. So, you know, in in both instances, we certainly need stores. We need the store in South Shore to succeed, whatever's going to go in there. We need somebody to replace Treasure Island. But we really need to be active partners. And when I say we, I mean the community. And I mean to the extent the alderman's involved, for the alderman to be somebody bringing the community along as an equal partner. As we shape these businesses and we think about their effect on the surrounding businesses and on the surrounding community in general, there is so much that's possible, but you have to really understand what's happening here and you have to recognize how up until this point people have been treating our communities. They act like they're doing us a favor to move here. So we end up paying essentially a bribe to shop and save to move here. We give them an entire mall to open up in South Shore and collect more money from us. We let Treasure Island languish for a long time. People have been expressing concerns about it. And obviously they were, were under no obligation to share any information with the university. I don't think this makes sense. I think that you need to know what your major businesses are doing. If they're succeeding, if they're failing, what's working, what's not working. And they need to be in the neighborhood in a way that they're invested, not that they're there as some kind of a favor. I think this is all about perception. I think that, in general, there's a perception that it's not great to do business on the south side of Chicago, even though the spending power is enormous here. And so this is what I want to say. Our grocery stores need to be community spaces for us. 
They need to support entrepreneurs that are in the community, give them a chance to get their start by offering their food products, other services that are relevant to a grocery store environment. They need to, we need to plan in such a way that they're supporting small stores that are a part of the, the food system. So we need to have community-led conversation around everything we want in our neighborhoods in terms of food and food-related items and figure out what grocery stores can accommodate, what they can provide, and what they can't. And what they can't provide, we need to provide through smaller stores that are in turn supported by the money that comes in and out of grocery stores. So perhaps a grocery store can't give us the robust bakery that we want, can't give us the full service bakery that we want, but can sell baked goods. We could have a bakery on the street that's supported in a number of ways that includes selling products in that grocery store. We need to think about strategies that include an entire environment of different food services and products, and that's not what's happening now. We have to make a plan together, and that's the bottom line. And the one thing I'll add to that is that we absolutely have to be informed from the beginning, and that's not happening right now with the Shop and Save. We have opportunity with the Treasure Island space because we have just discovered it's opening up. We can start planning there. We should be getting just constant information about what's happening with Shop and Save, considering it's taken the city and the aldermen five years to make this happen. We should know. We should have input. We should be shaping these things. This is the conversation that should be happening. My name is Gabriel Piamonti, and my website is gabrielpiamonti.com. There you can volunteer. You can also donate. It would be terrific if you were interested in doing either of those things. We appreciate your interest. Um, Go to the website, check it out, and thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.